Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Just like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help, with the service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, with an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to handle your frontline tickets, so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Monday, February 6th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litterst, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. So last year, Amazon spent $16.6 billion on movies, TV, and music. Today, we're going to be discussing Amazon's big bet on media, whether or not it's paying off, and where the company can go from here. But first, here's a business and tech news rundown to start your week. Let's get crack Okay, so like I just said, we'll be speaking more on Amazon later, but for now, we've got an Amazouch. The FTC is reportedly gearing up for a potential antitrust suit against the company. FTC head Lena Khan has long been critical of the company's business practices. As the Wall Street Journal put it, she built her career in part by arguing in a widely read paper that Amazon has amassed too much market power and that antitrust law has failed to restrain it. Moving along, bad reception. We've got some bad reception. The global smartphone market dipped 12% to 1.2 billion units in 2022. That's the lowest level since 2013. And revenue sank 9% to $409 billion, the lowest level since 2017. In the fourth quarter, the market declined by 18% year over year to reach 304 million units. Also last year, Apple replaced Samsung as the top smartphone player and reached its highest ever global smartphone shipment revenue and operating profit share per Bloomberg's Mark Gurman. The company has also reportedly internally discussed adding an even higher end iPhone to its lineup above the Pro called the iPhone Ultra. Moving along, today in AI news, a Colombian judge used ChatGPT to make a court ruling. Pervice. The judge used the AI tool to pose legal questions about the case and included its responses in his decision according to court documents. Also in AI news, Google reportedly invested $300 million in AI company Anthropic. The deal, per the Financial Times, will see Google take a stake of about 10% in the company, and the company will be using Google's cloud to power its research and development. Also, this was neat, unverified screenshots of Microsoft's revamped Bing search engine equipped with ChatGPT functionality circulated online on Friday. The users who spotted them said they quickly appeared and then disappeared, and it's looking like this thing could drop soon. In other news, so long influencers cue the de-influencers. The hashtag TikTok made me buy it has earned more than 40 billion views on the platform with the app hosting all kinds of home video reviews of products in every category. Now, though, TikTok videos with the hashtag de-influencing, where users recommend why not to buy specific influencer-marketed products have been growing in popularity with some 86 million views. How about that? What else? Twitter, Elon Musk said, will share some ad revenue with Twitter Blue subscribed creators. So you got to spend some money on the platform to make some money. The company may also charge brands up to $1,000 a month for verification. 
per the information. Also, the Burger King Whopper 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 original song is increasingly, unbelievably popular. The Jingle, written by a small ad agency as part of a $400 million brand revamp, scored 99% in brand recall among consumers. That's great for them. Getting to the end, Elton John's farewell tour has grossed almost $818 million, beating out Ed Sheeran's $776 million tour for the top record, and he still has something like 50 shows to go. Since his 1986 tour, by the way, Elton John has grossed $1.86 billion and sold almost 20 million tickets across more than 1,500 shows. He's still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And last but not least, the feds recently busted a massive underground fraudulent diploma ring, which sold more than 7,500 fake diplomas and transcripts for ten dollars to $15,000 each, raking in more than $100 million between 2016 and 2021. Now, that is insane. And those are expensive fake diplomas. You might as well go to college at that point. All right, and shifting gears, let's talk about Amazon, the media company. All right, JC. So Amazon's fourth quarter revenue was up 9% to a cool $149 billion, topping analysts' expectations. Their ad revenue was up 23% in a market where a lot of other advertising vendors are getting crushed. Still, the stock was down after some slowed growth in Amazon's core retail business and in AWS, which I think cloud computing across the board has been down. I've seen a few reports on that. But what we're going to focus on now is an area that the company is increasingly investing in, an area that we know very well, and an area they made sure to explicitly highlight during their earnings call, the content business. Can you tell me what is going on there and and what has Amazon been doing in content? Yes. So just to step back a bit, in 2020, the company spent about $11 billion on video and music content. That includes original content and licensed content and a couple other things. In 2021, that went up to $13 billion. And last year, we now know that it went up another 28% to $16.6 billion. Sheesh. It's a lot of money for content for, for a company like Amazon. For reference, Netflix will spend somewhere in the ballpark of $17 to $18 billion on content this year. So it's a lot of money uh, when you're talking about Amazon, e-commerce, cloud computing, also media. Obviously, last year was a big one for them. You could think about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, half a billion dollar TV show, NFL Thursday Night Football. It's a big year for them. Yeah. So I think the thing about any content business and I think kind of why we are where we are in content now and kind of what movies are getting shown and all that stuff is the people that pay for content want to know how it's going to perform, right? They want something that's predictable. And so like, that's why you have the Marvel movies Mm -hmm. crushing it like every single time they go out. That's why James Cameron gets all this money for Avatar because people know he's going to make it back at the theaters. And for Amazon, I think there's no safer bet than the NFL. So Mm -hmm. like, I love this Thursday night football play that they did. I think another kind of genius part of this strategy is they can pull in pockets of Prime subscribers from all of these different regions in the country based on what game is playing. So like if the Bengals are playing the Baltimore Ravens or something, then that Thursday night, they'll probably see a pop in subscriptions from those two areas, right? So they can kind of like strategically 
target people. Yeah, that's a great point. It's it's really smart. But I mean, that's just my take. So JC, do we have any idea if plowing all this money into media is actually paying off for Amazon as a whole? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, the company's leadership spoke on this uh, pretty specifically in in the earnings call, it seems. And they it seems they really want us to know that they are confident that the investments are in fact paying off for the business. On the call, their CFO said this. They said, spending approximately $7 billion of that $16.6 billion on Amazon Originals, live sports, and licensed third-party content that's included with Prime, and that these investments have proven to be a strong driver of Prime member engagement and new Prime member acquisition, like what you were just saying. And CEO Andy Jassy said, listen, if you step back and think about a lot of subscription programs, a number of them uh, in the entertainment space he's speaking about are $14, $15 a month, which alone is more than what all of Amazon Prime costs in consumer a month. Uh, and that's disregarding all the other things Prime offers. So that part of it is absolutely crazy. And I mean, I I literally, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd about this and I have a Google Doc where I keep track of all of my active subscriptions and how much they cost. I, I want to know like, what am I paying for you know, these content subscriptions, kind of utility mm-hmm. subscriptions, like all sorts of stuff, right? I, I want to know what that's ultimately adding up to. And I don't think there's a better value than Amazon Prime. It's crazy. And I mean, you can make all your arguments about like what that does for the environment. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually comparing that to some of these other streaming platforms like Netflix or whatever else, I mean, it's just crazy how much value you're getting from something like Amazon Prime. It is crazy. I do wonder though, like what is the end game for them and where do they go from here when it comes to content? Like how can Amazon leverage this even further? Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting thing to wonder. Uh, I do think that a a baller move would be an Amazon acquisition of Snap, assuming it would go over with Ooh, the feds. Love baller moves, love this. Uh, you know, people have been making this call for a little while, but I think as the company invests more and more into media, it makes more and more sense to do this. Uh, having Snapchat under their belt would just be absolute nitro booster for the entire watch TV to buy toilet paper flywheel, you know? <laughs> My favorite flywheel. And just looking at Snapchat specifically, you have the Snapchat demographic, which is more than 75% of 13 to 34 year olds in more than 20 countries. That demographic is not the wealthiest, but from Amazon's point of view, it's one of the best to target. You know, they're impulse buyers. They they want in on trending goods. That's what makes them cool, but also poor. <laughs> totally. Couple thoughts on this. First of all, I think it's kind of a genius idea. I don't think they would really run into any trouble with the Fed because Amazon isn't really a player in social right. media. Like they, they don't have any existing irons in that fire. They have an advertising business, but... Right. It's not like Snapchat and Facebook joining forces. Totally. So it feels like it's... Their their businesses are discreet enough that it feels like there wouldn't really be an issue there. I think one thing that I would worry about a little bit if I was Amazon and play it very carefully, I think everybody has seen the scrutiny that Instagram's gotten for the effect it's had on kind of the mental wellness of young of young teens, right? Mm. And so if Amazon were to make this acquisition, I think they should be very careful about, you know, what products they're advertising, how much they're pushing products, and if they can put age restriction type things into place, then I think it'll spare them a lot of bad optics. But otherwise, I think it's genius. Yeah. Time will tell if it happens though. 
And bada bing, bada boom, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano, our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can go sign up at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have a marvelous Monday. Great start to the week. We'll catch you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.